Bibles, if you would, to uh, Psalms chapter 139, if you would. Psalms chapter 139. And we're going to start off, we're going to read this whole chapter uh, to begin with. And then we're going to begin reading, reading uh, portions of another chapter in the book of Psalms. This right here is like, is, is, uh, like many of the uh, Psalms. It's a passage here of David talking to... It's, it's, we, are, we get to hear David talking to God. And uh, as I read this, I, a, 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 uh, the last couple of verses here really jumped out at me and, and brought spurned a, uh, or, uh, and brought to my mind a, a, a thought for us tonight. But let's begin reading here. Here he is, David, talking uh, to God. Let's begin reading verse 1. Just follow along as I read. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassed me uh, my path and thy, my lying down and, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset behind me and before, and hast laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, if I, excuse me, if I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, for the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me, covered me with my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in, the, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned. When as yet there was none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I, should, if I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely wilt thou slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men! For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am, I, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them to uh, mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Here we see a, this, read this, this one of many psalms that are like this. But here we see, we have David very close to God in this very, very intimate conversation as he speaks to God and he, he just, he's, he's talking to God and he's saying, God, you know me. You know all about me. There is no hiding from you. I'm not trying to hide from you. Everything that is to be known about me, Lord, you know it. There's nothing hidden from you. He says, as if it's darkness, you see it as light. There's nothing... There's nothing hid from your eyes. 
He, he goes on in verse 13. He even talks about, hey, this is before I was born. As I was conceived in the womb and as I was developing in the womb, as my members grew, you knew all about me. There was nothing that God does not know about David. And he says, as I, just as I, while I was still forming, you knew all about me. And he says, how, he says in verse 17, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. I couldn't imagine. It's just here is David pouring his heart out to God, just relishing in, in God's in God's wonderment, in the in, in the preciousness of this of this relationship that he has with God, that God knows so much about him, and how he leads him, and how he guides him, and how he uh, there's just a wonderful relationship there. And he says, and he says, we have such a close. He got to the point where he says, "I love them that you love, and I hate that which you hate." And it's just there's just this closeness that that, that David is relishing in this. And he, and he he just he loves it, and it's just a, he feels a passion through each word. It's just it's too wonderful for me to even understand. But I want to I love it. I enjoy it. It's such a great relationship that we have, and it's such a great relationship. And David loves it so much that he doesn't want it to he he doesn't want to lose it. And so we see here, verse 23 and verse 24 of chapter 139, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. He says, Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. He loves this relationship so much that he actually he comes to the point, he, he begs God, says, God, please look at me. Search me out. See if there be any wicked way in me. What I see here is David is he says I I want I love this relationship I love this closeness with you you're just we are we are in tune with each other and as I love this so much as I don't want to lose it I want you if there's anything in me that could cause a problem says I want you to let me know about it I want you to search it out try it find out inspect me. So that I we do not have, so I do not lose this close relationship with you. Now turn to another psalm. We are comparing this Psalm 139 with another psalm, and that is Psalm chapter 51. Same writer, same David, different situation. We pick up Psalm 51. We have David, still fresh in his ears are the words of Nathan the prophet, Thou art the man. You are the one who has taken something. You are the one who has acted wickedly. Of course, this is having taken Bathsheba, having killed Uriah, having done the vile, wicked thing that he had done. And we pick up here in Psalm chapter 51, a very different David. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and, this, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, 
I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me known, make me to know wisdom. Purge me with the hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away in thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and then uphold me with thy right, my, thy free spirit. Same writer, two very different circumstances in life. And tonight I want to uh, bring the contrast. We, first of all, we have David close to God wanting nothing to ever come between. Then we have Psalm 51, a fallen David seeking restoration. Tonight I'm going to talk about breakdown maintenance versus preventative maintenance. Uh, in, in, this, in, this, in, this, in this passages, I see Psalm chapter 139, that is, is a preventive maintenance psalm. And Psalm chapter 51 is a breakdown maintenance psalm. You say, Pastor Nelson, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Years ago, I started, I learned a little, I started learning what it was to, to work on vehicles and to maintain vehicles and try to fix them. And I think I was a teenager when I first started. You know, I had a, I had a Ford, so therefore I had to learn quickly how to fix vehicles. <clears throat> and... Um, but I, I started learning about, and as I got through college and I came back here and started working at the church, I kind of started working on buses and just kind of, it was something I knew a little bit about and I grew it to know a little bit more about. And, but I learned the difference between uh, breakdown maintenance and uh, in, in routine preventative maintenance. Routine preventative maintenance is basically where you have a regularly scheduled program in which you take a vehicle, take whatever it is, and you inspect it. And any joints, anything that can take grease, anything that needs to be, uh, need, needs lubricant, you lubricate it. All the little grease certs all over the place on the front end and all the axles and all the different parts of a vehicle. And routine scheduling, you just, you automatically, you get the grease gun out and you grease them. Uh, or you change the oil or you, uh, you, you're just you're inspecting the vehicle to see if there's any worn parts, if the brakes are worn, if there's a, a ball joint that's worn, if there's a part on the bus that needs to be uh, maintained. You 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 just by a, a program, you look at it, you inspect it, you grease it, you oil it, you maintain it, and so that it stays in a good working order. Then there's breakdown maintenance. Breakdown maintenance is basically you don't do nothing until it breaks down. And then you fix it. Then you replace whatever has to be replaced. You have to fix whatever needs to be fixed. And the difference between the two is that one is much less costly and is much easier than the other. Preventative maintenance, it basically it all comes down to this, the old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. For instance, it's better to change your oil every three to 4,000 miles as opposed to never changing the oil at all and having to <laughs> replace the engine after it has seized up and it has failed. 
It's much easier to uh, to to cha- to uh, re- to oil something than it is to replace it. Um, dad found my dad found this out. We were, I just happened to you were mentioning it. Uh, dad had a, had a has a really nice uh, triple triple axle dump trailer that he's had for several years, and he's always tried to keep it oiled up and lubed up, you know, because of all the movie parts and stuff on it. From the factory, there was a part that was supposed to have little grease, grease circs to, to maintain it. From the factory, it never had them. And so he never knew that he was new to oil them. And so ever since the trailer has been, been in use, this little part has never gotten oiled. It was a very important part. And recently, was it a couple of weeks ago, that part finally failed. It stuck, and things began to break and to bend and to fall apart, and it took a lot of work to get it fixed. But the message tonight is it's easier, it's easy to, to, it's better to try to maintain something through preventative maintenance than it is to try to repair it after it's failed. It's better to, uh, it's better to grease the bearing surfaces and moving parts than to keep them lubricated than to try to, than to have them get dry and cause an expensive failure and to replace the big parts. A vehicle that breaks down on the road costs a lot more to get fixed. You get towing fees. You get all kinds of problems. You have the, uh, all kinds of problems that you can have when you broke down on the road. And little problems, if not taken care of, lead to big problems. Years ago, I found, I found out they discovered this with our buses. I, for the years and years, I did not know this. I used to, you know, every week, I just, you, you check the fluids, you know, you check the oil, you know, oh, yeah, look at the dipstick, and it, yep, got plenty of oil, you know, you change the oil regularly every, you know, whatever thousand miles that's per, per, uh, prescribed. And, and I used to, I would, check, I would check the coolant in our engines, okay? And most of our buses have what's called, it's a DT-466, it's a really nice, pretty nice engine for, for buses. It's, it's basically, it's like the Superman engine for the buses, okay? It's bigger than the Cummins, has more horsepower, all that good stuff, and it's more more dependable. But it has kryptonite problem. There's one little weakness in this engine that I did not know about, and that is this. You not only have to check the coolant to make sure it's there, you have to check the coolant to see the quality of the coolant. And I did not know this, and we found out the hard way is that this particular engine, if the coolant becomes either alkaline or acidic, if it didn't have a neutral pH balance, whatever that is, chemistry, I failed chemistry. If it didn't have a neutral pH balance, if it became either as acidic or alkaline, it would begin to rot away a special cylinder, a sleeve seal in the engine. This sleeve seal, this rubber sleeve seal, kept all the coolant out of the oil. And so what happens is, is when this seal goes out, because of the, the coolant not being the right kind of coolant and not staying good, all of your coolant would end up in your crankcase with all the oil, and you'd end up with an overheated engine and a bunch of gray, filmy junk all through your engine. And you basically, you had to rebuild it. You know how I know that? Because I had to rebuild, we had to re- we've had to rebuild two engines because of this failure, because of the coolant not being right, because we didn't test it, didn't check it to make sure that it was good coolant. I now check all of our coolant because a little $10 bottle 
of coolant treatment could have saved $4,000 engine rebuild. And it sounds like my mind, you know what? A little pound of prevention, a little ounce of prevention keeps a is better than a pound of cure. And so when I'm looking at these, at these, at these, uh, it, 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 not only does it prevent breakdowns, by, by, by maintaining what we're supposed to maintain, it keeps us not only from breaking down, but it also prevents accident. It prevents harm. It prevents damage. It prevents accidents. You know, a bus that was without brakes, when the brakes are out of adjustment, is an accident waiting to happen, and people get hurt. A tire with a broken quarter, a, a bulge, is an accident waiting to happen. Years ago, I, I, I began to, I, occasionally, I, I looked through the NTSB, the National Transfer Safety Board, records. I do, they have a kind of a log that you can look at, just looking at different accidents that have happened across the country with buses, with different things like that, just because I want to know, you know, the causes and effects and different things like that. Just I, I want to know just to be informed. And it's amazing how many accidents were so preventable, but somebody didn't do some preventive maintenance. A dump truck going down a hill loses its brakes because they weren't adjusted. They only had like one brake working, gets hot and it stops working and drive through an intersection, kills people. Why? Because of a little thing that got left not taken care of. Because they weren't inspected, because they weren't, uh, because of lack of routine maintenance. I see Psalm 139 as preventing, David is asking God to perform preventative maintenance. He says, yeah, God, hey, I, want, I, I love this close relationship. I've been walking with you. I've been, I've been spending time with you. I've been, I, I'm seeking you. I'm seeking your face. I want it. I love it. God, I want it so bad. Look at me. Inspect me. Inspect me. Look at me. I want you to I want to look look at me find out if there's something wrong let me know about it because I want to be running in optimum I want to be in tune with you I want to be ready to go I want to be walking in the spirit I want to be walking with God and that's what it is it's being preventative maintenance you know our drivers you know when you get your CDL you actually have how many CDL drivers you got uh, but these guys got their CDLs they had to take it. They had to know how to inspect a vehicle, and that was probably the last time they ever inspected a vehicle was at the test site, right? <laughs> they never. We don't ever do walk arounds. Um, but that's what that's what David wanted. Wanted for God's like. Here's a list. Look at me. Check all me out. I want to make sure that I'm in good condition. But unfortunately. Most tragedies do not happen instantly. They are the result of small problems left unattended. How did we get so how did we get from how did David get from Psalm 139 to Psalm 51? He did not wake up one morning and say, Hey, you know what? I got an idea. Let's see how many of God's laws I could break. How many of the Ten Commandments can I break in one day? How, how many, how many, I just, you know, I feel like, I feel just, I feel a little energetic today. We'll see how many, let's say how many commandments I could break in one day. Well, let's see here. Well, thou shalt not cave with thy neighbor's wife. Check. We'll get that one done. Thou shalt not, um, uh, thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not deceive. Well, I'll deceive, you know, try to trick Uriah. 
Oh, well, I got, how about, uh, how about uh, thou shalt not uh, steal thy neighbor's wife? Mom, I'll steal that one. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, how, thou shalt not kill. Got that one. Hey, I got five out of the ten. I don't think David woke up that morning thinking that. I think what happened is <coughs> somewhere along the line, he got away from Psalm 139. Somewhere along the line, he goes, ah, I'm good. I'm running smooth. I got the kingdom. Everything is going good. And he began to, he got away from saying, God, inspect me to, I'm good. Running. I'm the king. Got my armies. We're out there winning victories. Got the whole, got the, got, you know, got the whole king of Israel thing down now. Saul's out of the way. I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm the anointed one now. And he started to let things slip. And instead of maintaining his walk with God, instead of maintaining this close relationship with God, he left things unattended. <coughs> they call it negligence. He began to go into neglect. He was neglecting his walk with God. And here we see the tragic, <coughs> the tragic circumstances under which David caused a huge problem in his life. Most tragedies in life and the huge breakdowns are, are due to little things that were not attended to. Well, it's just a few church services I'll miss. Nothing big. You know, just a little we'll look on the phone. It won't hurt nothing, will it? Hey, you know what? Just a little flirting with the guy at work. He's a good guy. It's okay. It won't hurt nothing. Oh, you know, just, just a little... It's just one party that we're having. It's just a little drink. I just don't. I want to. I want to look good with the group. I want to look good with my business partners. Just one little drink. It's not going to hurt nothing. I mean, it's just. It's just. Just a little bit. Oh, I know. It's been a while since I spent time with God in prayer. But you know what? God's not going anywhere. I'll be. I'll be. I'll, be, I'll get back to prayer. You know, here pretty quick. It's so easy in our lives how we, everything gets to rolling and, and we just we're just living life <coughs> and. It's so easy to let something go. Oh, I'll take care of it later. Oh, it's just a little bit, just a little problem, just a little, you know, a little bit, a little of that. It's, it's, it's okay. We're still moving. Nothing big, no, no big problem right now. I mean, it's like I'm not in huge trouble. I'm not, just, it's just a little bit. And we continue to go and we continue to go and think that we're getting, getting away and getting by as little by little we're falling apart. You may not, I, we don't even notice it at uh, once. It's just, oh, a little squeak here. Just a little grinding noise here. Just a little disobedience here. Just a little rebellion here. Just a little criticism here. But, you know, hey, hey, I'm still rolling. We're still going good. But later on, we find ourselves right with King David. Looking to God saying, can you fix me? Can you create in me a clean heart, O oh God? Can you re renew a right spirit within me? And oh yes, God is there to do that. God wants to and he is ready. He wants to pick us up and restore us. He wants to fix us up. But sure, it would be nice if we could get, get ourselves fixed up way back here 
and not wait till tragedy happens, until we're broken down on the side of the road of life, after we're in the ditch, after we're in the accident, after we're bent up and, and we've had all the in, the, in the tragedy has struck, it would be so nice if we were to wait back here and say, you know what, God, keep an eye on me. Holy Spirit, convict me. Way, 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 way back here. Keep, I want to keep close tabs. I want to be the 130, the Psalm 139, the preventative maintenance to keep me from Psalm 51. Let's make it a point to perform a routine preventative maintenance. Go to God in prayer. Ask him, yes, to point out our sin. Oh, by the way, most likely, usually when I go to God asking him to point out my sin, I already know what it is. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a funny thing. I already know exactly. Usually when I go to God, it's like, hey, God, point out my sin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can usually give him a, just about a, I give him a list and he gives me a longer one. But let's, most likely we already know what it is, but you know what, I just need to confirm. Allow the Lord to work in my heart. That way it's so important to have a daily walk with God. Take a thorough inspection. You come to God and say, take, a, take an inspection of my life. I look at my life and say, is this pleasing to God? Is this working the way the Lord wants? What part of my life is it working the way the Lord wants it to work? Or is it worn, loose, cracked, or missing? That when you're taking your CDL inspection, those are the first four words you're always supposed to say. Is it worn, loose, cracked, or missing? If you say all those four things, you get through. Okay. But so you ask yourself, how's my prayer life? I need an inspection. Look at Dan Dells. Where is How is my prayer life? Is it weak, worn, sporadic, missing? Uh, how's, my, how's my service to the Lord? Is it complacent? Is it unprepared? Is it, oh, last minute, uh, if I get a chance, I'll do it. How's my music? If there, let me help you out. If there is a, if you're, when you're listening to the radio, if there's a really heavy thumping sound, Okay, that's not a flat tire. Okay, it means we got to work on our music. If there's this really big, loud, thumping sound, that's really you know we might need to work on our music a little bit there. You get that in a month. How's my testimony for the Lord? Is it strong? Is it healthy? Is it well oiled, or is it cracked and compromised? How's my speech? Let me just analyze my speech. Hey, is, it, is it seasoned with grace? Is it grace? Is it seasoned with salt? Is it helpful? Is it beneficial? Am I edifying? Or is it critical? Or am I hearing gossip come out of my mouth? God, take a look at me. Get, 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 your, get your list out. Get your inspection list out and start going through me. How is Dan Nelson doing today? If there, see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in thy ways everlasting. Parents, don't wait until your child is in tragedy to fix and repair them. Be diligent and vigilant now. Just, just a little help for you, parents. Uh, how... How many know what their children are watching on their phones? How often do we check to see what they're texting? Or who they're texting? Is it, 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 it is better to find out right now while it's fixable before the accident happens. You know, as we're raising children, it's just free advice. Don't wait. 
children are not okay. You know, the old, there's the old, uh, uh, the old uh, salesman on TV, the old set it and forget it guy. Children are not set it and forget it. Okay. Oh, hey, we got a kid. All right, super. Got to have a new baby. But, well, by 18 years, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. They'll turn out just perfect. No, you have to maintain them. You have to watch them. You have to train them. You must work. It's a lot of work, but I guarantee if you put forth the work of keeping and maintaining your children as they grow up, it, pay, it pays dividends greatly. But if we just, oh, hey, boys will be boys, girls will be girls, and they'll come out of it. Oh, guess what? They don't come out of it. Uh, we must watch them. We must look, inspect them. How was their attitude this week? Boy, I'm just saying, so and so is my little daughter or my little boy. His attitude just isn't what we better fix this right now before it gets worse. Oh, did I, did I just see a little look from you, young lady? Or where's she at? Did I see a little look from you, young lady? Don't even do that. No. Fix it while it's fixable. While it may just take a little tweaking, just a little talk, just a little, hey, we're not going to go that way. Or we're not going to listen to that. No, no, we're not going to watch that. Fix it while it's still just a little adjustment as opposed to a complete rebuild. Let's make it a point to be inspected by the Holy Spirit. May each of us come to God and say, as David did, Search me, O oh God. Know my heart. See if there be. Try, oh, try me. Know my thoughts. Try me. Try me. That's a, that, that little, just a little phrase. Try. Try me is when he actually gets a hand, you get a handle on it and say, I'm going to test it. Try it. Make sure that it's right. Make sure that it's not loose. We're working on the when we maintain buses. One of the things you got to do is you gotta, you're supposed to grab a hold of it, and make sure it's not grab hold, make sure it's everything's where it's supposed to be. It says God, I want you to try me. I want you to test me. Make sure I am doing what you want me to do. Make sure that I am where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to do. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That's why it's so important to be in church. I want to be in church, not just to be in church. I mean, obviously, I'm paid to be in church, you know. Uh, but I want to be in church no matter whether I'm paid to be in church or not. I want to be in church. Why? Because I want the Holy Spirit inspecting me. I want the preacher inspecting me. I want the Word of God inspecting me. I want to be convicted through the preaching, through the singing, through the uh, through the word, the, the, just the, the the truth of the word of God coming out and saying this is right. And if I'm wrong, I feel that prick in my heart. But if I'm not in church, I'm negligent. I'm just oh, I'm good. Don't eat it. That's okay. I'm good. I'm I'm rolling. The best way to stay in Psalm 139 to have that close relationship with the Lord. It's up in those last two verses. Let God search your heart. Don't ever close it off to God and say, God, no, you can't look. I'm doing my own thing. No, no, no. Let us always be freshly coming to the Lord saying, keep me inspected. Keep looking. Keep trying. Keep convicting me. Keep growing me. Keep me close to you so that I don't end up in Psalm 51.
the good news is, even if you find yourself in Psalm 51, you can get yourself back to Psalm 139 because God, our God is such a loving God. He picks us up, puts our feet on the firm ground, says, let's get back to, let's get back to, the, let's get back to 139. Let's have that close relationship. I love, we have, I love the fact that we have such a loving God. He's been so gracious to me because I, yeah, I, found, I found myself in Psalm 51. Sometimes we spiritually, we just, we goof up. We make mistakes. We just, we find ourselves, God, I want that relationship again. And he has such a wonderful, loving hand. He wants us to get back to 139. Let's all stand. Let's have a word of prayer this evening. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you, Lord, for the example, Lord, that we see in Scripture. Thank you, Lord, for being a God who loves us uniquely and individually, every single one of us. Lord, I can say just as much as, as King David, Lord, that if, before I was born, you knew all about me. You knew my strengths. You knew my weaknesses. You knew my thoughts before they're ever thought. You know my actions before I ever act. But, Lord, you love me just the same. Lord, I pray that you'll help us all, Lord, to walk with you. To, to maintain that close relationship. Lord, may we always be ever ready to hear the preaching, the teaching of the word of God, the word of truth. Lord, may we not try to filter it out and only pick and choose what we want. But Lord, you, may we allow you to inspect every facet, every part of our life. And may we respond to your tweaking, to your, uh, to your maintaining so that we can be most useful and glorifying to you. We ask these things in your name. Amen.